When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Here we go. 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 This is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. I'm Sam Delaney. Welcome along to the latest Melchester Odyssey. We're going through the 1980s Roy of the Rovers. Um, it's it's a book called The Best of Roy of the Rovers, the 1980s. But basically it just goes from late uh, November, I think, 1980 through to possibly early 82. So it's not really the best of the 1980s. They've just, they just, they just clagged together up. just fucking a bunch of issues, yeah. They but, just pulled a random yeah. fist load out of an old <laughs> filing glued system. glued them into a book. Stick them in, send yeah. it off to the printer, bang, easy money. But that's the best way to have done it, because we get the continuity. They couldn't have mm. done the whole of the 80s in one book. It would be enormous. No, it they should have called like, it 80s Volume 1. Yeah, they should have kept going with it. There's a 70s one. We can go back to that later if we need to. Mm. Right, OK. Melchester are playing the arch-rivals Melbourne. Jeff Giles, who Melchester have just sold... Uh, to Melbourne has come back to haunt them. He scored from 20 metres out past Walter um, Walter Williams, the youth team keeper, who's been put into the team. Um, Melbourne's manager, Andy Jackson, gobshite, is shouting at Roy from the touchline and a Melbourne fan yells, Yaha! Pour it on, Andy! Pour it on. <laughs> so that's where we're at. And of course, Listeners to previous episodes will know that Roy had a dream, a nightmare really, and it's beginning to come true. Uh, all of his players were he tiny. He had something that was almost like a psychedelic experience. It kind of was, wasn't it? Hallucinogenic coma mm. sort of experience thing. Well, I don't know about you, but when I read the whole strip that was devoted to his weird dream, mm. where everyone on the Melbra team was a giant and he was quite small. Yeah. I had that song White Rabbit playing in my head all the way through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you had a similar dream yourself that night with all the other no. all the other podcasters looming over you. <laughs> Adam Buxton. James Richardson. The football ramble ones. All of them. <laughs> Crouch. But weirdly, Crouch was tiny. <laughs> so... Uh, Vic Guthrie, who looks livid, is picking the ball out the back of the net. Uh, Walter Williams is still stuttering and stammering. Uh, I almost got a hand to it, Mr. Race. Uh, I mean, Roy. And uh, Roy says, no, sorry, we've done that bit. Ignore that. Yeah. So, well, just to kick off after conceding the goal. And um, Roy, Roy thinks 
I think it's time I started making my dream go wrong before it turns into a nightmare. This is just the mo- the making of the man. He thinks he has the power over his own dreams. He can make yeah. a dream go wrong. Time for me mm. to bend reality. Yeah. <laughs> um, someone in the crowd shouts, get them together, Roy. Let's see some football. And football is what we see. It's one of those um, lovely long shots that t- takes in like a third of the pitch covering the centre circle uh, oh, with yeah, the line like showing where angle lens. Yeah, the line showing where the passes go mm. so pa- I've been drawing shit like this my whole life, your life. and I still do now Quite and right. it was completely inspired by reading these comics when I was a kid yeah and I mean I could never hope to be as good as the illustrators was- who worked on this but there These was... sorts of drawings, I and I and I still all the little things. I studied how they made, uh, how they drew impact marks, yeah. How they illustrated a ball in flight, the way in which they drew players' expressions when they were heading the ball or shooting, yeah. and I I copied it all, and I still do it now. If I'm, you know, when I'm hosting on the radio, for example, <laughs> when I used to do my drive time show, and it's three hours mm. every day fucking so boring yeah. i mean so boring mate two years of that you're going fucking mad <laughs> i don't know how these cunts who, who do these shows that have gone on for 20 years don't just end up blowing their own brains out <laughs> three fucking hours a day right yeah put it this way the highlight of the day was getting you on the blower to talk about fucking sausage rolls or something yeah. that was that was the bit i looked forward to the getting the sea roundup. <laughs> yeah anyway um, I would spend most of the time, like you'd have, you know, maybe it'd be a famous politician on the phone. I was, I was speaking to, but about Brexit or something. But it'd be so bored. I'd be so bored, mm. and the whole time at the end, the producer would come in, and I would have pages and pages <laughs> and pages of doodles of just footballers kicking balls, heading balls, yeah. celebrating goals, running around. It's all <laughs> I fucking did. Um, I still do it now, and it's. And it's all inspired by these wonderful illustrations in this book. At least it wasn't time wasted. And you got paid for it, it as all well. day. The, there no, was... but you know what? I just screwed it all up and chapped it in the bin at the end. Jesus. Yeah. There was one of the magazines. It was either Shoot or Match Weekly. I think it might be Match, where they used to have a goal of the week, and it was in this mm. style. But it would have all of the the lead up to the goal. They'd have the the whole pitch mm. and all the players on, and it would like you know the lines would go all over the place. And it would be based on a real life. It would be based goal. on a They'd real done goal, a, yeah. An illustrated and it was, reconstruction. It was the most exciting thing because you would only get to see it once on TV, probably, or match of the day. Yeah. Uh, maybe on a news highlights or something. You didn't have video recorder. Yeah. So this was your way of recreating and remembering that brilliant goal you saw at the weekend. And it, there's something about, if you get the drawing right, there's that um, Paul Trevelyan yeah. who drew You Are the Rest. That's right, yeah. And he is really the master of drawing these pictures of footballs fucking cats knocking the phone <laughs> like, mate why don't you fuck off right I love you but daddy's working <laughs> right yeah it is fucking work so I'm having a fucking row since I came back from the Isle of Wight this cat who's needy at the fucking best of times right is just gone beyond because yeah. he missed me so much well, you for know. a week he now will not leave me alone yeah he loves me too much yeah. Have you ever had a cat that loves you too much? No, I've got a dog that's like I that who won't leave me alone. He sits, he, he, he lies next to me, and if I'm sitting on the sofa, he'll sort of lie so that his back is kind of arched around my body 
so that as much of him <laughs> is touching as much yeah. of me as possible. He wants, he's basically saying to you, I want to be want to, as one I with you. I want to be inside. No, not right. that's not right. No, I, um, be, remember, this is the dog that's never seen you naked. Yeah, yet. Um, my cat's seen me naked loads of times, and yet, in spite of that, remains my friend. <laughs> Does it has not been sufficiently repulsed to leave me alone? Well, let's hope that never happens. Shall we get back to this fucking podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Paco Diaz slots the ball to Jimmy Slade, who plays it into space for Roy, and then Roy knocks it out first time to Mervyn Wallace. Crowd shouting, that's better, Rovers. You're beginning to look like champions again. And then Merv's got the ball, Merv Wallace. Uh, Elliot's in space, but Merv Merv's Wallace is approaching two defenders. One of the fans shouts, what's he waiting for? Christmas? Funny. Good, Good line. Good humour. Good bit of fan bants there. Yeah, but Merv tries to okay, take again. it. Again, I, I said it on the last episode, but these fucking Melchester fans, more and more, I think, they're, I always get the sense that Melchester is the Northern club, but they it's like going... I don't know if you've ever gone to Arsenal. No, no. But this is like being at Arsenal, the sort of shit they come I've out seen, with. I've seen Arsenal fan TV, and I think that gives you enough of what you need to know. Oh, well, those ones are a bit different, because they're all about blood, fam, and all that stuff, are aren't they? they? I've just seen ones that come I out think, and just moan all the time. Yeah, they moan, but there's a lot of them... Are like going, I'm, are you serious now, fam? And all that. Yeah. But my experience over the years <laughs> at Arsenal is like just fucking weirdo train spotters saying things like, what's he waiting for, Christmas? <laughs> and then people around him chuckling. Well, that could be what it's based on, yeah. So Merv Wallace... Sorry, Gooners, if you're listening. I'm sure a lot of you are normal. M- Merv Wallace is trying to take the ball through these two defenders, which isn't going to work, and it doesn't work. Uh, and as he is dispossessed, he goes... Um, crowd says Mervyn's lost it he held the ball far too long the Rovers are making trouble for themselves they've just gone from you're beginning to look like champions again to they're making trouble for themselves nightmare. fickle fucking bastards fickle nightmare fans god so they've been dispossessed a long ball goes over the top he's on the end of it Jeff fucking Giles obviously fucking stop fucking talking about Jeff Giles yeah. straight to Jeff Giles he's timed his run perfectly and incredibly Giles knocks a shot in takes a deflection and back of the net Melchester oh he's done it again yeah. and it's a deflection it's in the back of the net Melchester nil Melbourne two uh, crowd <laughs> hooray what a comeback for Gilesy it's like a dream come true and then Roy's cut-out head is just in the corner of the panel. Floating. Looking, His giant head yeah, is floating. Looking panicked. And he goes, gulp. Uh, I wish they wouldn't keep talking about dreams. It's like they're inside my fucking mind. Is this a fucking dream? Is this another dream? I don't know anymore. <sighs> hey, Blackie, Blackie, <clears throat> have you ever had one of them dreams where you're dreaming and suddenly you wake up in a dream and you think, fuck me. Thank God it was just a dream. And then you go about your business and suddenly you realise you're in another sub-dream. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. I don't. Like <laughs> he's scouts, isn't he? I don't no, think I, I don't have. No, I don't think I have, actually, Roy. A dream within a dream? <laughs> Is that like a play within a play, like in that Shakespeare? 
What are you fucking talking about now? I tell you what, Blackie, just come here, right? Punch me in the fucking cock. Because I don't know if I'm fucking dreaming or what. And I need waking up. <laughs> With what? Jeff Giles doing everything right, Melbra took complete command just before the interval. Number three. No. Williams just got a touch of Jeff Giles' head. Jeff Giles jumps up <sighs> between Vic Guthrie and what's his name? Dunk, the Scotsman. Dun- Duncan Mackay. Duncan Mackay, who are the two biggest fucking loudmouths on the team. Yeah, they're they've the been two embarrassed. Who, when anyone makes an error, they're the first to fucking go and let them know about yeah, it. Yeah, they've been embarrassed by the fella who's been rejected by Melchester. By an old fucking veteran yeah. who couldn't get anywhere near, couldn't even make the bench. And let's, right? let's just not forget that this fucker is, is showing himself up here because he's turning it on where he, he clearly couldn't be asked for the last six months at Melchester. He's, he's admitting that he was prob- po- he was dragging his heels yeah. at, at, at Melchester. Couldn't be asked, he's just happy yeah. to pick up his paycheck. He was just taking their paycheck every week, taking their money, getting it home, sitting at yeah. home with a wife, counting the hours yeah. down. Putting a little bit aside, putting a little bit aside for retirement. Yeah. Um, I'm, thinking about anyway, buying, I'm thinking about buying a news agent once I retire. <laughs> nice little news agent, <laughs> like corner shop. <laughs> um... Yeah, it might also. I'm thinking of being one of those ones where we'll do dry cleaning. We won't do it on site, but we'll basically be a dry cleaning conduit. Yeah. So you can come in, maybe pick up half a dozen eggs, copy of the Express, and you leave your hubby's shirts, and, you know, little man will come in a van later that day and pick them up for us, and we just take our cot, you see. Yeah. I mean, it'll take three days. It'll take three days for them to take it away, do it, and bring it back, but... You're paying for the convenience. It's inconvenient, Uh, but it's on your doorstep. We're not in London. We're not in London. You can't expect a fucking three-hour turnaround on a starch collar. Who who needs dry cleaning in a hurry? Not many people. I've done a bit of research, but I'm looking forward to it. We'll have newspapers, uh, magazines, cigarettes. Confectionery. Cigarettes. I don't mind selling cigarettes. All the different types of fags. Yeah. And, you know, if you make sure word gets around that you are willing to sell fags in singles to underage kiddies. Yeah. That can actually really boost profits. Yeah. And because it's all... people kiddies will come on their bicycles from other areas, especially if, if, if word gets out. And that's addi- that's additional cash in hand. That doesn't go through the books. So, you know, that's that's really good. Yeah, no, Taxman won't have a fucking any of his grubby little fingers on that. That's my kiddie fag money. <laughs> That'll pay for our two weeks down in Dorset in the summer. <laughs> Jeff Giles there. Uh, it's half time. Um, who's this talking to Roy? Some ginger fella. I don't know. Oh, it's Noel. Noel what? With a fucking weird Ronald I, McDonald hairdo. I, I can't hairdo. remember his surname. Noel fucking Gallagher, let's call him. Noel something. Like um, and he's saying, Roy, young Williams didn't stand much chance with the second goal. The ball just clipped my leg and run. This is the one who went in off his leg. He'd gone straight over to Roy as soon as the whistle's blown, yeah. getting his excuses yeah. in before he gets a bollocking in in the uh, the changing room at half time. Uh, but he's lucky because Roy says, That's how I see it, Noel. There's been an element of luck about both Jeff's goals. And the way we're playing is making him look better than he is. Because let's face it, he's fucking shit. Shit on my shoe. Let me tell you. Jeff's fucking legs went to fuck three years ago, right? Three fucking years. He can't fucking run, right? He can't fucking kick a ball straight. The bloke's a fucking mess. I tell right? you what, they're going to... Half-time in there, they're going to be giving the cunt the kiss of life. He'll be lucky if he gets out second half. 
the state he'll be in. Just kick him up a height second half. He's going to do nothing. He's pissing his pants half the time. <laughs> yeah, if you ever, I don't know, he's got prostate problems because you used to see him coming out of the fucking toilet and I'd go, fuck me, Jalsy, have you fucking shaken that thing? He goes, I shook it. I go, well, there's fucking piss all over your shorts. He goes, I know, it keeps dribbling. I shake it, I shake it. How long do you shake it for? You can't just shake it the once at your age. You've got to give it a right good fucking rattle. <laughs> and he, he goes, I sh- I sh- I, like you showed me, Roy, I shook it for a whole minute. No. Still, there's dribbles coming out for five minutes after I've left the car seat. There's nothing I can do about it, Gaffer. You're going to have to get start getting some bog roll. Get, get yourself in the cubicle, right? Give it a dab with a bit of bog roll <laughs> and then get another bit <laughs> of bog roll. Stick that down the front of your wife fronts. That'll absorb what else comes out while you carry on. If, I'll tell you what, I'm going to have to go and get some of Penn's fucking panty liners for you, you old cunt, the way things are heading, right? Because this is disgusting. And let me tell you another thing, right? I told you this before. I know you're not circumcised, right? And we've had this round before, you say too old, but I reckon, right, you need to get yourself circumcised, Jalsy. <laughs> ah, we've been through this, gaffer. I'm too old to start worrying about that. And, and besides, my wife likes it the way it is. It fucking looks like the last fucking Christmas turkey in the shop, son, right? You have got to get that fucking sword. Trust me, you'll never look back. Click. Get the foreskin off. Half your dribbling worries will be turn, gone in an instant. Turn over a new leaf. One other thing, Jeff. When you're pissing, are you finding that it's just dribbling out all the way through the piss? As the as the jet stopped, does it not come out like Do a jet anymore? you get a steady anymore? stream? A steady stream, Jeff, or is it a broken stream? Well, it's it's it's, it's kind of broken a little bit. Is is that what you get as well, Roy? No. No. Oh, of course <laughs> I fucking like a don't. a fucking riot hose. <laughs> <laughs> right, I could fucking knock out old Terrace of football fans with mine. <laughs> it's put- not my piss we're talking about here, Jalzy. It's yours. I haven't got the problem. I'm Roy Race. I'm the straightest pisser in Melchester. You, on the other hand, you might as well have a fucking fanny for all the good that thing's doing you. I could, I could, I could sit on your garden gate and put a fucking chip pan fire out with it in your kitchen. <laughs> I've fucking done it as well, right? Me and Blackie gate crashed the fucking Melchester Cricket Club's Christmas party, right? And at the end of the night, <laughs> I ended up <laughs> fucking firing their Christmas tree, clean up the fucking chimney with me own piss. And that is true. You can ask Blackie because he's seen it. <laughs> um, Trust me, get a circumcision. <clears throat> And you can charge it back to the club. I can't say fairer than that. I've done it for a lot of the lads. I believe in it. It's... I believe in all my players. I mean, I, I, nowadays, it's the first thing I ask a player when we're in transfer negotiations. I say, show us your cock. Are you circumcised? If you're not, we've got to have a fucking problem. It's part of the reason why we're the successful team we are. Uh, are you circumcised then, Roy? No, I'm fucking not. No, thank you. I'm the manager. I'm not. No, mine's still intact. I'm not fucking getting circumcised. Fuck that. You know... Why should I? Listen... This is the cock God gave me. I'm not going to mess with it. Listen, Jeff. you know how they say that a good goalkeeper can get you 10 points a season? Well, I tell you, a circumcised team is worth 25 points a season. No danger. Think on, eh? I've had enough of talking about this now. I'm bored. Just think on. Next time I see that cock of yours, I don't want to see a foreskin <laughs> dangling off the end of it. Hanging around like a bad smell. It's unprofessional. (laughs) Jalapeño. 
millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Jalapeño. So, uh, as Roy says to Noel, uh, yeah, there's been an element of luck about both of Jeff's goals, and the way we're playing is making him look better than he is. We're like a disorganized rabble, not a team. I've never seen such terrible marking. So uh, cut to the <laughs> cut to the dressing room, and there's some jackets hanging up on the fucking pegs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Slave the jacket the, there, lads. They're, they're all drinking little plastic cups of drink. I don't know what's in the, yeah. in the cups. Um, Squash. You think, think they'd have big bottles of water, wouldn't you? And rehydrate. They've all got like. Nah, this is in the early eighties. They were just yeah. given a. I bet they were given a, a little plastic cup of lemon barley, Robinson's like, barley water, like they had at Wimbledon. Drop yeah. whiskey in. Um, Roy says, Jimmy, you better start following Jeff Giles all over the park. We've got to try and stop him from motivating the other Borough players. It's going to do a man-to-man job on Giles. Jimmy says, okay, Roy. <laughs> Whatever. He's <laughs> like, why didn't you think of that in the first place, you silly bastard? <laughs> okay, Roy. I mean, Good, right, that's that sort. Well, well, Roy's the manager. He's on the pitch. You can see what's going on. It doesn't take till half time for him to get a message to Jimmy yeah. to do a man-to-man on Giles. Mm, all right, I'll try. I'll try it's fucking early anything. In the second half, J- straight away, fucking hell, Jimmy doesn't fuck around. No. He's gone straight through the through, back from of, behind. Of, old, of old man Jarsy from behind. Yeah. Whoosh, and Jarsy goes, "Aug, aug!" Jimmy's nailed him, but that tackle looked a bit late. A bit, <laughs> fucking hell, straight red. The ref thought so too. He's blown up for a free kick. Yeah. You know what this means? Last caption of the thing, and fucking Giles is lining up in <sighs> within range. Yeah. Certainly within Giles' range. And he's on for his hat trick. Right. For a direct free kick, and old Walter the softy, the goalie, is standing there shitting himself. Yeah. Um, one of the crowd says, he's awarded a direct free kick to Borough, right in on the edge of the area. The other one says, we've had it. The way young Williams is playing, it's as good as a penalty. Fucking hell. Thanks for the motivation, lads. Yeah. Um, we'll find out. I remember out. In, the, in the 90s, there was a player called Finn. I think it was called Steve Finn. Anyway, he was West Ham's, um, I think he was our third choice keeper. He was basically a youth team keeper. Right. But Ludek McCloskey got injured. Our reserve team keeper was Les Seeley. And <laughs> he got Seeley. injured right right at the last minute right and so we had to call on this bloke Finn and I heard him being interviewed recently um, on a West Ham podcast looking back on it because he only ever played once for the first team right and we were away at City 
and he was told on the coach on the way up there, he thought he was going up just to get the experience of sitting on the bench. Yeah. And they left it late to tell him because they didn't want him overthinking it. And they said, and it was Harry Redknapp and Frank Lampard Sr. And they went, listen, Les is injured. You're playing, right? And he was like 16. In fact, for many years, he remained the youngest ever player to play in the Premier League, right? No one had really heard of him. And he, in the first half, he stood there with a shirt that was like three sizes too big for him. It looked like a kid in goal, right? (laughs) And he's up there at fucking, presumably it's still Main Road. And, you know, what? A, what a, it's like a Roy of the Rovers type experience. It's just like this, right, with Walter Williams. And he remembered, because I remember it too. I remember seeing it on Match of the Day. The West Ham away support were behind the goal he was in. And they sung his name non-stop for the whole first half, yeah. right? Because it was a fairy tale fucking story. Mm. This player had been plucked from obscurity in the U-team to play in a big Premier League game up at Main Road, right? And they sung his name all the way through. And yeah. I think that most clubs fans would do that because actually there's nothing more exciting really than seeing a young player break through into the first team. Mm. But these fucking Melchester fans yeah. are giving him nothing but shit all the way through. They're saying everything they can to undermine the poor kid's confidence. And I think it stinks. Well, it's in keeping with their, their attitude, isn't it? So that's the end of on that On the one. subject, just, just briefly, on the subject of Les Seeley. Mm. There was another player, a young West Ham goalkeeper called Stephen Bywater. You might remember him. Yep. He played for us for, for a little while. And he was a good goalkeeper, but he was sort of had a reputation for not being the sharpest tool in the box. Right. And he went on goals on Sunday when it was presented by that uh, woman, Claire Tomlinson, yep. quite a few years ago. I think it was her and maybe Cammy used to do it. But anyway... She, he was the guest, and they were talking about Les Seeley, who, of course, had passed away. And they were remembering him, and he said, of course, Stephen, you were with Les at West Ham when you were coming through the ranks. How much of an influence was he on you? And Stephen Bywater went, yeah, he was a great influence. He was incredible. I mean, you know, everything you learn from him as a keeper and as a man too. And they said, well, what do you mean? What sort of thing? As a human, you say that he taught you as a human and as a man. What does that mean? Give us a specific. And he went, well, I mean, I mean, do you want me to go into it? They said, yeah, tell us. And so he looked around nervously. <laughs> and I knew, because I knew of Stephen Bywater's reputation, I could tell in his eyes that he was thinking, well, maybe they're giving me the green light to say something mental here. It appears <laughs> that way. Live on TV. So he said, well, to be honest, Claire, he taught me how not to make a C-U-N-T out of myself ah, off the field. Ah, ah. And he actually said it, and it was live. And it was one of those ones where the camera cuts <laughs> away from him, then it cuts to her, and she's looking weirded out, then it cuts to another part of the studio, and no one knows what to do. The whole thing just goes into a fucking chaotic meltdown, and they throw to an ad break. <laughs> Apparently, she got the heave-ho for that, as if it was a failure to control your guest. Fucking hell. I mean, that might be a myth, but I mean, fucking hell, what was she supposed to do? She she didn't think he was going to spell out the word cunt. The beauty of it is, is that he thought it'd be all right if he just spelt it out. Yeah, yeah, nobody. That's it, the way round the Ofcom rules, of course, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the Queen's got a button next to her, next to her armchair, and when something like that happens on the telly, she presses the button, and immediately whatever she's watching, it just goes straight to ads. So she might have been watching yeah. that. He said cunt. He said it. He spelt cunt. Philip, Stephen Bywater's on goals on Sunday. 
How's he getting on? He just said cunt, but he spelt it. Is that okay? No. no. I'd press the button if I were you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> oh, dear. I liked him. Have Claire Tomlinson's fired. <laughs> <laughs> so we're uh, we're at the end of that episode of Roy the Rovers. Um, it says at the bottom, is it going to be another goal for Melbourne? Find out next week. You won't have to find out next week. We're going to find out in a few seconds because we're carrying on. After we've given it marks out of ten, what do you reckon for that story? Um, I give that a seven. Yeah, same again. It's a seven. Doesn't really move There's things on that much. It's just they're just carrying on too losing. Dramatic in it. Um, no, the Jeff Giles. Roy's not actually annoying. in that episode that much. Yeah, it's mostly Jeff Giles, isn't it? So um, on to the next one. Have I just missed one out here? No, he's he's lining up the free kick. Jeff Giles. Yeah. Uh, Walter Williams is behind the wall, shitting it. Yeah. It's the just... crowd are still saying lots of unhelpful things. Yeah. Uh, the bar- there's a Borough player who's niggling Vic Guthrie yeah. in the wall. Um, Pushed and the wall, Roy's he? telling him, Vic, forget him. Keep your eye on the ball, fuck's sake. Give him a Fuck- smack later. Fucking rise to it. He'll get his afterwards in the bar. <laughs> fucking rise to the cunt. <laughs> Don't let him inside your fucking head. That's what they do. They try and get under your skin like fucking demons. <laughs> fucking. Not, I tell you what, you're not fucking getting in here. It's just happening. <laughs> no one's getting inside the fucking racy brain. I tell you that. It's fucking lead lined. <laughs> like that Chernobyl. <laughs> I was watching a documentary about it. That Chernobyl they've got over there in the Ukraine. That's the future, that is, I can tell you. Nuclear power. Yes. Chernobyl. Sooner Keep an we, eye on it. Sooner we get our own fucking Chernobyl over here, the fucking better. <laughs> Like I've said before, get them fucking coal mines shut down quick, smart, <laughs> right? Sooner we get all them fucking coal mines shut down and a few nuclear power plants opened up, then Mrs. T can really get things fucking removing. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course, he's a fucking Thatcherite. <laughs> more fucking, more fucking helicopters and Lambos for pe- for hard working professionals like old Racy. <laughs> And less fucking handouts for lazy fucking miners. About fucking time too. <laughs> Free circumcisions for all top flight footballers. Yeah. Um, you know, let's get this country fucking modernised. Make ourselves more like the fucking Japanese. You get your cock streamlined, <laughs> you get your country streamlined. That's my motto. <laughs> and I've fucking written to Mrs T telling her that. I won't be surprised if she fucking invites me number 10 soon. I've even enclosed some, some drawings. Good advice. I've enclosed yeah. some drawings as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've told her, get your first things first, right? Get that old cabinet of yours. Lawson, Jeffrey Howe, Douglas Hurd, all them cunts. First thing you do, make sure they've all had their fucking foreskins off. <laughs> Keep some lean. Right. Keep some agile. Keeps them sharp. You don't want to be sending them off into fucking negotiations with the Yanks, right? With floppy cocks, do you? <laughs> Dribbling their piss out all over the place. It's a sign of weakness. I was talking to Paco Diaz the other day, and he reckons his lot over there in fucking South America or whatever, they're starting to get a bit handy over the Falkland Islands, so I think someone's going to kick off there. So she needs to be fucking I've... sorted and ready. I've given her a, uh, I've given her an heads up on that as well. I basically, I've given her, I get, I bullet pointed it because she's busy. 
I've said number one, Chernobyl. Have a look at it. We need our own one. Two, shut down mines. Waste of fucking time and money, right? Number three, get the cabinet circumcised. Number four, keep a fucking eye on the Falkland Islands because the natives are getting restless, if you know what I mean, right? All the best, TTFN, racy. P.S. Please find and close some diagrams of uh, circumcised cocks. <laughs> For your reference, if your you feel the need to, if you feel the need to show them to the Queen, you have my blessing. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to the wall before this free kick. Um, Vic Guthrie's getting niggled by a Melbourne player. Uh, the Melchester Super Brad, his temper already freed. Obviously, that's his natural state. Ignored yeah. Roy's advice. And uh, he, he pushes... <laughs> Completely ignored him. <laughs> Don't let him get inside your head, Vic. <laughs> Fuck off, Roy. He's, I'll fucking let it... I'll let who I like inside my head. <laughs> <laughs> Gives him a shove. Get out of it. Oh, fuck off. <laughs> Melbourne player says, there's the gap, Borough. Hit it. Um, shot comes in. Is it Giles? I think it might be. Uh, mm. Straight through the gap in the wall that Vic Guthrie's created. Here's number three, shout the crowd. Young Williams doesn't even know what's happening. I told you this free kick would be as good as a penalty to Borough, shouts the other one. But no, no, you prick, it's not. Because Walter Williams has thrown himself across the goal like a cat and it's fucking bounced off his head. But that doesn't matter. Keep (laughs) it out any way you want. It all counts. doesn't matter what it comes off. Ooh, It's him in the head, he goes, ooh, oof. (laughs) I don't believe it. The kid's deflected it over the bar with his head. <laughs> the Melbourne Ooh. players were amazed. Kid, with luck like that, you'll be an international one of these days. Because that's what makes you an international footballer, isn't it? Luck. Being lucky enough to get the ball bounce off your yeah. head. Um, Keep the pressure up, Borough. Let's make sure of it from the corner. That's another one of their fucking arsehole players. Um, the massive players in the gold mouth seem to blot out young Walter so the cross comes in it's Jeff Giles again heading it <clears throat> Jeff Giles he came in on the blind side this must be his hat trick no young Williams has done it again and this time Williams has slid right across his goal line on his knee on his left knee with his right mm. leg sticking out and yeah. he scrambled it away with his boot again fucking hell this is unconventional goalkeeping to say the least yeah wouldn't you say? It's it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, the pundits mate, would have a nightmare with this. And by the way, I can't help but notice that fucking big mouth Duncan McKay, self styled hard man, hmm. right, was yet again caught ball watching from that corner. Yeah. If you see as Jeff Giles rises, yeah. he's just stood there flat footed, doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Well, That's supposed to be meat and drink for there's, McKay. There's, there's three of them within about four feet of Giles, and none Blackie's of them get one on the of ball. them as well. Yeah, ridiculous. Um, These are supposed to be the leaders. These are supposed to be the big characters in the team that you look to when the heat's on. No. Nah, they're nowhere to be seen because these players, big-time Charlies, they're great when the the going's good, but when things go shit, they start to sulk and hide. That's what's happening here. Anyway, um, old Walter Williams saves it. He he has, and we'll see if that turns around um, Manchester's fortunes in the next episode. Yeah. Because we've run out of time. That, that, That was good. I like that. I mainly liked the stuff about uh, Thatcher and <laughs> the, the 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 challenges that she faced during her first year in office. And um, circumcised penises. 
Mm. It wasn't what well, I was expecting. No, we don't know. I don't know. You know, I live near the um, the National Archives, don't I? Yeah. Because that's where I went to see my Cold War yeah, exhibition. Yeah, I still need to get down and have a look at that. And they release, there's the 30-year rule. Yeah. Isn't there? And, and then they release all the secrets and the government minutes from cabinet meetings yeah. and stuff like that. And that is within walking distance of my house. You want to I mean, get down there walk. and have a look and find out if racist pictures are there, pictures of circumcised cops. I can cops. fucking get down there. I mean, I don't know why I do it more often, mate. I can go down there tomorrow and go, right, I want to see the fucking cabinet meeting minutes from this day in 1980. Fucking tell me it. Tell That's me what it. I'll say. Just, just say it. I'm Sam Delaney. Tell me it. Just say it. I need all correspondence between Roy Race of Melchester Rovers and Margaret Thatcher... From 1979 to, let's say, 1986. And they go, we're not quite sure we have that here. And I go, yeah, I thought you'd say yeah. that. And that's the point <laughs> at which I nose. pull out some super glue and super glue my forearm <laughs> to the desk. Yeah. I'm and not then just say, it. you know I'm Sam Delaney, Britain's best journalist. If you don't get me the secret letters that were shared, the secret correspondence yeah. between Roy Race and Margaret Thatcher in the early to mid-80s, I will not leave this building. Get me it, you'll shout. <laughs> Get me it! Get me it! Yeah. I'll update the listeners on that next time. Nice one. All right, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you've enjoyed it. We'll be back with another one of these next week. Uh, TTFN. If you didn't enjoy it, fucking read a book. Yeah. Bye. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.